This is EntreEd Talk, the podcast for entrepreneurial educators by entrepreneurial educators. We are your hosts, Toy Hirschman and Amber Ravenscroft. This podcast is created by the National Consortium for Entrepreneurship Education, or EntreEd for short. Welcome back to another episode of EntreEd Talk. We are so excited and you will all be excited as well to hear from an amazing school in Mobile, Alabama, Mary B. Austin Elementary School. We have with us today, Melissa Wiggum, who's the principal of this school, Faye Dawson, who teaches second grade, Jenny Fisher, who is a math and STEM STEAM coach, and Crystal Galloway, who does the Gifted and Talented program. Welcome, ladies. We are so excited to hear from you and cannot wait to dive into this conversation. Thank you for having us today. We're excited. Good morning. This is great. Good morning. Yes, for our audience, we are recording in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, so let's just get started. We'll dive right in and tell us a little bit about your school and the students you serve, you know, demographics, the size of the school, those location, that kind of thing. Right. We have about 568 students here. And we have we serve students from low socioeconomic to high socioeconomic. We're very diverse. We're um, we serve those different types of students, and so some are come from doctors, some may live in hotels. So we're just very diverse, and we just have high expectations of all of our students. We are in a community neighborhood. We have about half the students that live in the community that they attend Mary B. Austin, and then the other half are uh, people who have sought out our school and they're here on a transfer. So, and they want their students to be exposed to this type of learning with project-based learning and the entrepreneur mindset. Yeah, this awesome. is, I mean, we're excited because we often tout Mary B. Austin as one of our exemplar schools. I mean, I could, every time we talk about the America's Entrepreneurial Schools Initiative, we uplift Mary B. Austin. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the project-based learning and the entrepreneurship programming that you just touched on and how it's kind of taken over the culture of your school. Okay. We have set it up to where they are um, able to meet in the communication lab and the emerging tech lab. They also work with the teachers um, to create their project-based learnings that they do either for the quarter or for the semester based on the needs of the students in that grade level. And so they really work hard to tie in all the standards cross-curricular to make sure that we're meeting the demands of the state and meeting the demands of the local district. And so they have time for planning to work on those project-based learning. And then I'm gonna turn it over to our teachers that they can um, talk about the types of projects that they do in each grade level. Ms. Dawson, you wanna speak about second grade? Yeah, so it's really neat. Historically, we had in the past kind of done one PBL as we shortened it to call it, project-based learning project. Um, We would do one PBL per quarter. Um, And this year we are doing it more one PBL per semester. And we think that's really giving our students a better opportunity to just really dig deeper and, um, you know, take that standard, take that idea, take that concept and really run with it for an entire semester. Because like Ms. Wiggum said, they are, you know, visiting the communication lab. um, They're visiting the emerging tech lab. um, They're getting, you know, pulled out to do all these other amazing things. So, you know, for each grade level, when the students and the teachers decide on what that project is, you know, we can carry it for a full semester and, you know, go cross-curricular with it 
and um, you know really get to carry it for a whole semester and see it from start to finish. And then like Ms. Fisher, who's our STEAM teacher, you know she can come and pull in and you know do some other great lessons with us as well. Can I interject real quick before you before we go into the next one? Can you talk a little bit about the communications and emerging tech labs and what are in those labs? Um, just for the for our listeners, I think it would be really helpful because that seems like something that the students have access to often. Sure. Um, in the emerging tech lab, we have various technologies. We have a 3D printer, um, robots, um, dash and dot, V-bots for the younger grade. Um, we also have Bloxels, which is a gaming where they actually create the game, um, a video game. And then, am I missing anything? I know I am. <laughs> um, so they, they kind of work, like we've worked out um, a pacing for the, for the students. And it begins with kindergarten with the B-Bots. First grade is coding with more, maybe more B-Bots and other um, robotics. And then second is 3D printing. And then it flip, it goes again. Um, third grade is robotics. Fourth grade is um, coding. And then fifth grade is uh, 3D printing. And um, it really goes well with the PBLs and the entrepreneurship because they're able to, I'll just give you an example. We have Shark Tank in fifth grade. Yeah. And um, so they work on creating a product or some sort of solution to a problem in our community of trash, getting the trash out, um, an environmental problem. And then they, they create a business and um, they can 3D print design and 3D print the um, logo or maybe even a model of product. And then in our communication lab, which I haven't gotten to yet, but in the <laughs> communication lab, it's about communicating. So they do blogging, um, they do PowerPoints, advertisements, whether it be a comic as advertisement or a poster or a tech, um, on the iPad, or um, they even do commercials. Did I leave anything out of that? Videos. Yeah. Videos. So in the communication lab, the fifth graders were able to make um, commercials where they had an advertisement. And then in the STEAM lab, we worked on their advertisement and making sure that all components was, were there. Um, they talked about science. They had the math aspect because it, what it cost, what the product was going to cost. So all of that was together. And to kind of build on what Ms. Fisher just said, like about how it starts in kindergarten and they're learning something new with each grade, you know, like even with kindergarten, um, using the B-Bots and how to move them, um, like even as me teaching second grade, um, like I have B-Bots in my classroom and we use those um, sometimes in centers. So it really just scaffolds, um, you know, as they're moving up in grades. So that's something that they've learned in kindergarten and they already know how to do. And so even if they are going to the labs and they're learning how to use the 3D printer, they can still come back to the classroom and still do something that they already know how to do in my classroom be it unrelated to something that we're doing in the labs. Right, because like right now, our kindergarten students are doing a project all about me. And so the tech labs are working with the teachers to help create videos for each individual child that they can do their report. And so that's also communication, getting up in front of the camera and speaking and um, going ahead and starting those skills very early. And so and then the tech lab teachers also work with the teachers so that those skills, if they learn it in first grade, that they can actually implement that skill independently in a center, for example, in second grade. So we're trying to scaffold that learning and to make sure that they don't just learn it one time, that it continues um, throughout their whole entire 
um, time that they're with us here at Mary B. Austin. That is so cool. That's perfect. I, I bet I bet every parent appreciates that project so much. <laughs> I can, I just they love it. It's, like a video. It's, that would be so cool. As so, an FYI, I did that, but it was in my undergrad. <laughs> it was a little yeah, later I in mean, my life. <laughs> what, what amazing exposure that they have, because not only are they learning some of these skills, but they're learning not to be afraid of it. That's so, right. It's, it's, that's so incredible. And it kind of, you, you touched on this a little bit, but we love elementary schools because, because with Entre Ed, we think that that's where it needs to start. That's like what you guys are doing. That's where it needs to begin and, and grow from there. But a lot of times when we go into elementary schools for the first time, we kind of get this death stare, like, (laughs) what do you mean? Entrepreneurship? That's, that's for high school. You know, that's, you know, that's not that's not, that's not for us. And it's not for me because I teach, because I teach, you know, math or I teach ELA. Um, so I'm going to kind of cover two, two of the questions that we wanted to with this one question. So one of the, the biggest obstacles that we have is, is getting teachers comfortable with the idea of, yes, this can be as early as elementary school. And, and it can also be in every single subject across the board. So can you talk about how you've set up that culture in your school to address those things? Well, I'll just be honest. When I got here in January, that culture was in place. And so we're going to continue that culture because um, when I got here, I bought into it and I saw the good things from it. Um, For the kids working together to collaborate together in the workforce today, that's one of the biggest factors is children have to be able to work together. And so the biggest obstacle as uh, the principal would be finding the time to give the teachers an opportunity for the planning, because it's a lot of in-depth planning that goes involved with that. So that's one of the obstacles. And then facing um, the state and local demands of what they have to accomplish by meeting those standards. So from my point of view, to keep that is, to support the teachers and to make sure that they know that I believe in that and that I feel that um, given these children these long-lasting skills that go just beyond reading and math, I think it's important and very important in the days ahead. Um, and so they, they can touch on Yeah, Yeah, I'll interject. Um, so uh, prior to Ms. Wiggum coming, so there was a, a foundation that was uh, built here at Mary B. Austin. Um, first thing was is the talents and limited model, and essentially, it's uh, laying this foundation with our students where they think productively, but they also think critically and creatively. We start that in kindergarten, and it continues to build throughout fifth grade. It helps them make decisions. It talks about how to make a plan and carry it out, how to use communication skills. So that was one part of the foundation. The second thing is we use the four C's, and that's in just everything that we do here at Austin. So the four C's are communication, uh, creativity, critical thinking, and collaboration. So having that framework and that foundation, it's easy to then pull in the skills of entrepreneurship. And so it's essentially exposing our kids to the verbiage and the lingo and providing them opportunities to be critical and creative thinkers. You know, it's not necessarily starting a business and seeing that to fruition and making a global impact. It's, like you said earlier, helping them to be comfortable taking a risk and exploring an idea. So that's kind of our thing here at Austin is 
we want to be uh, often innovators, but we're thinking innovatively, you know, and it's like, how many things can you interconnect and intertwine and overlap? And, um, and then that's coming out where we are today. I love that. That's, that's so There's great. There's our what, sound bite. <laughs> yep. What, what was the, what was the model that you, what was the name of the model that you said? The uh, Sure. It's the Talents Unlimited model. It's a thinking model. Uh, it actually started here in Mobile, but it's actually an international program. It started in the late 60s, early 70s. And it's, it's something, it's like a business model you could even use in the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, there's five components, productive thinking, communication, forecasting, which is, you know, cause and effect, planning and decision making, life, life skills. Which yeah. are also part of the engineering. That's, which are, that's right. Yeah. Well, we, we do a lot with that's That's amazing. I'm going to be looking that up and it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a paper at some point, I guess. <laughs> um, glad that you said that, uh, what you said about the, the entrepreneurship piece too, because we, um, we try to stress more of the entrepreneurial mindset, which is a little bit different than what traditionally people think about it. Like we, we don't expect our schools that are America's entrepreneurial schools to be starting a million businesses and every kid has to have a product and sell it in the marketplace. If you do that, that's fine. And like if that's one of the projects, but we're more, we more want to stress what you guys are talking about. The, those mindsets, that creativity, the collaboration, the communication, all of those things that set them up for success, no matter what they do later. So that's that's awesome. That's perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Can you talk a little bit about the teachers? Because Mrs. Wiggum, I know you're newer. Were any of you here before this culture kind of took root? Um, and, and what was that transition like for maybe some of your the teachers that have been working on really traditional curriculum focuses? So does anybody want to speak to that in that transition? I'm the only one. Um, good. And I'm trying to think. I mean, before we. I remember when this started. It started with a water well, with our water well activity, um, and it became a school-wide um, project. And what we did, it was actually one of our fifth grade students who thought of it um, at her church. They found out that, uh, or they they learned about a country in, in Africa that needed funding, a village for a water well. And so she had the great idea, why don't we raise some money for that? What can we do? And so each grade level did something different to raise money or even raise awareness. It wasn't just about raising money. It was, um, could have been about awareness. And that's when we realized that the talents activities that we do um, really led into that. I mean, they, it was, we were already doing it. We didn't even realize it. It was just a way to get the kids thinking and um, to come up with a plan and a design so I remember I was teaching third grade at the time, and we ended up um, making bracelets, just friendship bracelets. Um, but then they were like, oh, we can make bracelets out of T-shirts. So some of them made bracelets out of T-shirts. And so that was getting each little group came up with a different way to make a bracelet. Um, and then we had the advertising and things like that. Um, but we were able to raise enough money for that village to get a water well. And so that was just very, I mean, every student in this school took part in that. And it was just amazing. Um, and that's kind of, I, I, I think, how that began. Were you here? I was doing that. Okay. Um, so that was the beginning. And then the next year, we were kind of like, well, what can we do this year? <laughs> and so it just, it just, yeah, it just began. I'm obsessed that it started with a fifth grade student's idea. That's cool. That's so cool. Yes. And the passion and the engagement of the students, and then it just goes from there. That's awesome. 
And it does, it just continues because like we had a fifth grade student at the beginning of the year and she's working with her fifth grade teachers, um, wanted to raise money for St. Jude's. And so she wanted to come up with a plan. She sent me, um, wrote me a note and put it in my box. And so you can definitely tell that the kids have caught on to this idea of wanting to help others. And to me, that's amazing. And right now we have, we need a new building. So our fifth grade team, they're trying to, their project is what resources do we need to get a building built? What can, you know, how big can the building be? Um, and so they're looking into that project and hopefully they'll be able to present it to the county if they come up with a great proposal. Um, so they're really tackling a real world problem and it's also a Mary B. Austin problem. So that's what I love about the kids is that you can tell that they have caught on to this idea. Oh, that just, that just gave me like goosebumps that the kids did. And, and the fact that you started with, we, we talked to a lot of schools about just start with one thing, just get one idea. That's it. And then see what happens. And that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. We got, you know, you, they caught on, they loved it. They had great success with it. And, and then it just grew from there. So can you, can you kind of elaborate on that? What, what kinds of outcomes are you seeing from your students um, as a result of this culture? I mean, because I can tell you what the opposite of it looks like. So <laughs> what, kind, well, what kinds of outcomes are you seeing? One of the things I see is empathy and want to help other people. Um, to me, that's the most amazing thing is that it really is a place to where People try to be kind and they try to come up with solutions and you see kids all the time. We do this thing. It even goes back to be your best selfie and they're always wanting to help other people. So to me, that's one of the biggest things is just helping each other. And I don't think without the collaboration and communication piece of that, that the children would even catch on to that. I know the teachers would like to elaborate on some things that they see as well. Well, I think too, it, you know, even like along with teaching empathy and just outside of academic pieces and going back to just real world, real life skills, you know, the students are really taking pride in what they're doing and taking ownership of it because a lot of times the ideas that we're coming up with are their own ideas. We're not telling them what to do. We're just facilitating what they wanted to do. So it was their idea, their plan, they solved it. They figured out what they needed. And, you know, even as young as second grade, first grade, kindergarten, you really see an ownership piece to it. And, you know, when they see it, see the finished product, you know, they, they really are very proud of what they've done. Um, last year, and then it's continued into this year, Ms. Dawson and I worked with, um, we had electives at our school. So kind of small group of kids, multiple grade levels. And uh, she and I had the privilege of working with the entrepreneurship clubs. And so in our clubs, some of our older students, they um, observed some of our special needs students. We had some autistic children last year that um, you could hear in the hallways from time to time. And so that sparked some thinking in our students. And then they noticed some kids that were um, behaving in a negative way towards those students. And so then they came to us and they're like, what can we do? So then we were able to take the ideas of entrepreneurship and get into the ideas of social entrepreneurship. And so then that level of empathy took, uh, it just went a whole different direction. And so 
the kids sought out this campaign of, well, we need to educate people about uh, students with special needs and autism and different behaviors. And then they took that and actually pushed it into the community and partnered with the Easter Seals. Mm -hmm. They sold, uh, they made uh, through their research with students with autism, they looked at sensory issues and created um, these little fuzzy pencil toppers uh, that they sold to the student body to raise money, all while building in an awareness here at our school. And so, you know, that's where like everything is interconnected. And that's what we're trying to do here is not only are we teaching reading and math and science, but these skills are lifelong skills that interrelate to everything and so as small as noises in the hallway the kids are becoming observers and they're looking for opportunities to use these skills oh i can just see toy like tearing up <laughs> i just want i want to can can i be a transfer student can i can my kids come? how far is that drive from maryland to my <laughs> it's doable it's just small commute. we just need to leave really early <laughs> I have a question because you hinted on this and you've mentioned a couple of your hashtags. And I know I mentioned earlier that I follow um, your Twitter. Every It seems like every teacher has a different Twitter and that you really right. create a sense of brand for Mary B. Austin in uh -huh. your community, like with Austin Innovators and your like the B, you play, have a play on B for many hashtags. So can you talk a little bit about how you've created kind of that brand for the school and how that's outreached into the community as well. I feel like you have a lot of community involvement. One of the things that we, I think we pride ourselves on is having that, um, our brand noticeable uh, across the county, across the state. You know, we obviously are, are getting some attention from um, national organizations. We really try to um, highlight all of the good things that are happening and put it out there on social media. Uh, we make a point to let our parents know, you know, that we, we do like to take pictures. We do like to post pictures. Um, we try to get all of the teachers on board, like, hey, if there's something great happening, if you can't grab the picture, you know, get one of us in there and we'll come take a picture of it and put that out there. If we catch a student doing a great thing, if we catch them being kind, we try to highlight that. Um, they, they really want to see themselves uh, either highlighted on the announcements or, or posted somewhere. And so I think we've, We've really gotten a lot of people on board with putting that out there. And we've, we've over the years, gotten a lot of followers on our Twitter page and um, on our Facebook page. And we get lots of great positive comments um, from all of that, lots of retweets happening. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's, it's we've, we've just done a really good job of, of branding ourselves and putting ourselves out there. And I think and everybody wants that be your best selfie because it goes on the morning buzz. <laughs> so if they get caught being good, they know that everybody's going to see them in the morning on the morning buzz. And they're like, we were on TV. So <laughs> it's really caught on. The kids love that. I think it's a really good, I mean, it's a, it's a management system in itself because the mm -hmm. students know that if they're on their best behavior, if they're giving their best ideas, they'll be showcased. And then the idea of student showcasing is such a best practice in terms of just engagement. So I think, I mean, you got, you all do an incredible, incredible job of the school brand. And I just really want to applaud that because we, we uplift it often. So. Thank you. 
So we are um, we are kind of coming to the end um, of the the podcast window. We we try to keep it around a, a half an hour commutable time, um, and then when we ask these last questions, we end up getting another ten minutes. So, <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask in each one of you, I'd like for you to respond to this. Um, what advice might you give to another educator? And, and kind of speak to it from like a like as a principal, Melissa, talk, talk like to another principal, a teacher to teacher, that kind of thing. What advice might you give if someone's just kind of starting out and, and is hearing about your school or other schools that are doing some really, really innovative things and wants to get started and doesn't know what to do? Well, in my opinion, we just live in a totally different time frame from 20 years ago. And so we just want to make sure that these kids are successful. And we want to make sure that they have all the tools and resources that they need once they, you know, get through high school and they can choose the path that they would like to choose. And so we want to make sure that we're building that foundation at an early level in elementary and just making sure they have those tools in their basket. Because um, it is definitely a hard world out there. And so we want them to be able to collaborate with other people, communicate. And when they've got certain situations, we want them to be able to apply the critical thinking um, ideas and things that they've learned at this level and be able to carry it on to the next level with them. So, um, and also for a principal, I think they would have to believe in their teachers and to believe that they're making the best decisions um, for their students. And then also, I think working together as a team. I think that's very, very important. And we're doing that this year by breaking it down um, into smaller groups for planning and reading and math and science and social studies, and just looking at different ways that we can meet the needs of the kids through different avenues. And so um, I just think breaking it down in smaller groups, even at the school level and creating experts within your school and building on each other's strengths, um, and I think that's what Mary B. Austin has done very well. Um, and we're going to continue that is building on um, people's strengths because everybody's got a weakness. But if we use everybody's strength together, um, this can this is a powerhouse. So I love that. Empowered teachers give equals empowered kids. So <laughs> that's right. When I first started teaching, you know, it's funny because I, I look back and everything about education today is so different from when I was in school and the way that I was taught, you know, I don't want to use the word traditional, but I feel like in a way we are a lot more untraditional um, just in the way that we do things because like Ms. Wiggum said, we, you know, do allow our students, um, you know, all of these opportunities um, to collaborate and think critically and um, communicate and work together. And I think that goes across our entire school and, um, you know, as far as bringing in, um, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset, um, you know, when I first started having my Young Entrepreneurs Club, gosh, four years ago, I was like, I don't even know how to spell the word entrepreneur. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it, I think it's great to bring in um, experts. I, I was always um, calling people that I knew, entrepreneurs, asking them to come and speak to my club to share their ideas. Um, collaborating with Ms. Galloway on the projects that we've done with students. Um, I think you have a wealth of knowledge within your school um, with, you know, working with your fellow teachers um, and, you know, never, never be afraid to ask for help or ask questions because if you never ask, the answer is always no. 
Okay, my piece of advice would be to start small, one step at a time. Um, and that's kind of what we did that year. And then the next year, we just continued it, added some more pieces onto it. Um, it can be very overwhelming when you're planning, um, especially if it's your first time planning a project or an entrepreneurial um, activity. So, and seeking help, seeking help from others who have done it. We, we would love to answer any questions or for other teachers um, to reach out to us um, and share ideas. I think that that's a big part is learning from each other. Awesome. The start small thing, we do that. That's <laughs> Toy and I are like, just one thing, just do one thing, you want, yeah, and then that's right. grow. So thank you for uplifting that one. <laughs> Um, I can go next. Um, I would say it starts with your own mindset. And so you have to be willing to challenge the status quo. Mm -hmm. It's very easy in a school setting to not want to cause any ripples or ruffles. And again, the, the population I work with, the gifted and talented program, we're just natural rule breakers. You have that idea or you have, you know, you want to try it you may have to be the weird kid on the block for a little bit of time. That's right. That's you know, like you've got to have that inside, that grit inside of yourself to say, yes, I'm going to challenge not only my students, but maybe my coworkers as well. And then um, excitement is contagious and your excitement and the excitement, you, you know, your kids will have, it will spill into the hallways and it will influence other people. So, so you've got to go in there ready to fight. Yes. It's been a challenge for me to always put myself on the TV or yes. Twitter. So I've had to step out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. because I'm not one of those. So I've definitely, as a leader, had to do that. So um, it's challenging for, for everybody, but um, in the end of it, it's what's best for kids. That's great. Oh, so perfect. <laughs> so perfect. Well, I get, the, I get the tough job of going last and having to follow every one of them. I know. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, ditto, ditto, ditto. I could, I could agree with everything that they're saying. Um, just, just speaking from my point of view, one of the biggest things that I had to do for myself was be okay with the chaos that was happening around me. You know, and I, I taught first grade for 20 years and letting first graders kind of collaborate and work together, it's not quiet. It's definitely not neat. It's, you know, you, you have to be okay with that and you have to, really on the, on the teacher's part of it, you just kind of have to walk around and make sure, okay, if they're, they're going crazy, but they're on topic, I'm okay with that. You know, if they're, if they're working at a solution and they're excited and they're jumping up and down, as long as you have their excitement, it drives the lesson. And so um, that's something that I, you know, wh whoever's taking on um, this challenge really has to be okay with. They have to be okay with letting go of control and letting the, the kids take over. Mm -hmm. Student engagement is not those uh, neat little rows. No, no. <laughs> oh, say that again, Melissa. Say it really loud. <laughs> Student engagement is not neat little rows. <laughs> oh, you don't even know what, like, we, well, you do know because how many schools, it, I mean, and like you said, we're, we're doing it too. We're starting small. We're like, okay, one school at a time, because that's the only way to, to do this, that have this mindset that you can't have any of the chaos or anything like that in your classroom is just, I think it's just criminal. And when, I mean, I've been in schools where teachers have like a thing that they wear on their neck, like a necklace and they turn it and you can't talk. It's like, 
what kind of weird, right? Like that's crazy. <laughs> you, you know, I, 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 we're having this. We have a corn roast today, so that's going on outside. Uh, <laughs> so the teachers have to be flexible as well. We have lots of things going on each and every day. Uh, that's that's amazing. That's, I mean, I don't, we don't even need to have the whole, <laughs> they just, just listen to the five minutes at the end. <laughs> Honestly, but we are so appreciative. And as I said, we uplift Mary B. Austin all the time. Um, we're just so proud of the work that you all are doing and the impact that you have on your students. So we're really thrilled to be interviewing you, but you talked about this, but how can people touch base with you? You already kind of offered to serve as mentors in this space. So how might people get in touch with your team? Um, we have our Twitter page, which is at Mary B. Austin. They can follow us. And then um, usually I try to retweet all of the other teachers so they can just find all the teachers on the Mary B. Austin page because each one of these ladies, they have their uh, own Twitter account. We also have a Facebook account um, that we post pictures weekly of what we're doing so they can find us um, on Facebook as well. Perfect. And then they can find us on the Mobile County website. Um, and find our school on there, on Austin. It's listed as Austin Elementary. Great. Well, thank you all so much. Thank We're, you so much for having us today. This is we awesome. enjoyed thank it. You. Yeah, this has been awesome. And I mean, just the spirit of collaboration is clearly present in your school when you have five people on our interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes a team to get this done. And so uh, I definitely cannot do this by myself. <laughs> Well, we're so appreciative and we will um, definitely be in touch and we just will continue to uplift your school because we think that you're really an example for all the other schools that say, you know, we're not sure where to start. Just look at your school and that is that example. So thank you very much.